Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
of his holy name. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, family and friends. Amen. What hour this segment, this program meet you in, I greet you in the name of the Most High Yah and his son, Yahshua, whom we know as Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. I was thinking last night, and I woke up thinking the same thing, that if you're doing something, your perseverance, it's going to pay off. Hallelujah. And I thought about it in the retrospect of every day of your life, you are expecting something and, and you're striving for whatever that endeavor may be. Maybe you want to win the Olympics. Hallelujah. And some have, many have. Well, you also is in a race this morning. And as we were speaking yesterday, how that Paul was telling the Thessalonian people over in the second Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, you know, we started talking about, hallelujah, first Thessalonians, or uh, the fourth uh First Thessalonians, I think it was four. Um, last week, we uh, was coming out of that segment, and we were talking about persecution. Uh, we was talking about steadfastness. We was talking about growing in confidence. And and the golden text to that lesson, which is the end of the lesson that we're going to do today, Hallelujah! It was we are bound to thank God always for you, brothers as fit as it is meet, because that your faith grow exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all toward each other abound. Hallelujah. And I got from that that if we don't have charity, then there's no peace. So since there is no peace, mankind have strayed away 
and those of you all this morning, amen, that Paul was speaking to as he spoke to the Thessalonians, and he was confirming and commanding them not to lose hope, but to stay in faith, amen, hallelujah. Even though they were being persecuted, they were being lied on, killed, hallelujah. It wasn't any different then as it is today, hallelujah. Their faith was on trial, and there were many adversities that uh, had attacked these people. And they were crying to Paul about the trouble, and Paul saw the trouble too. But Paul never did talk about the situation. Hallelujah. As much as he talks about you holding fast, you know, if you just hold fast, he's going to clear up the trouble in your life. But you got to go through these things in order for you to be able to excel. If you've never been through anything, you can't ever come out of a situation. So Paul was warning them first in the first Thessalonians fourth chapter. Uh, he was warning them and he was telling them because they were crying over the dead. Hallelujah. They were doing it in a different They were crying over the ones that had died, holding on to this confidence that we're talking about this morning, holding on to your endurance and the suffering. Hallelujah, that we're talking about this morning. Uh, this lesson, amen, the whole book, when I first uh, began it, uh, when it opened up, uh, the Sunday school lesson is basically what I'm teaching. And in the Sunday school on the first day, on the third day of March, which was on a Sunday, a new loyalty, you see? The golden tip was they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto them, unto you, excuse me, and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. First Thessalonians 1 and 9. So you see, the whole Sunday school lesson, and what we'll do is, amen, we'll go back over it and we'll touch when we get to the end, hallelujah, of this book, we'll go and we'll do some recap to make sure that you get this because it's time to really get something in your head. And that is, is that no one is going to promote you. No one is going to give you a certificate without you earning it. No one is going to come to your rescue like him. All your brothers and sisters and family and friends, I know they're going to come, amen, to your rescue. But can they really rescue you from the hurt, from the suffering that even some of them, hallelujah, mother, hallelujah, have laid some hurt on some of, amen, you all that listen this morning. Because why? Because it seemed like mother treated Jacob better. I mean, mother treated, yeah, well, you can call him Jacob. Your name may be Jacob, hallelujah more than he treated Saul. You, you understand, uh, Adam, or whoever your other brother was, but seemed like you never, ever, ever measured up to, amen, 
So this is the kind of suffering, hallelujah, that Paul is talking about here in the closing, amen, of this Sunday school lesson, amen, that we're closing out. Uh, this one was last week's Sunday school lesson, uh, which was March the 31st, a growing confidence. And as I begin to really, 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 since I have to teach it anyhow, you know, I said, well, I might as well already be ahead of the game and know what to say. And so through me teaching Sunday school, hey, man, uh, if I'm not teaching it, I'm participating anyhow, because I just don't believe that you can be a member of any organization of anything and not be present. Because to be an organization, that must be organized. Organization brings on people that organize it. Somebody, someone have that idea. And in this thing that Paul learned that they call Christianity. And the reason I said Paul learned it, because uh, uh, you can read over in the book of uh, uh, um, uh, when they were in, in Antioch. When they were in Antioch, uh, 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 Rome was calling these type of peoples Christian. Hallelujah. So that was around about 336 during around about maybe the time when Constantinople and Julius, they officially made Yeshua Jesus' birthday on the 25th of uh, December. So I don't even hardly remember. But anyhow, that's what I want you to understand this morning that your endurance, your suffering, whatever you're going through, hallelujah, that will be a payoff. You know, you have to endure. You can't be straddle-footed and and running to and fro and not learning, amen, what exactly you should be doing, but doing what you thought was right when you're not even living in righteousness. So these peoples, hallelujah, they were enduring, but the endurance was rewarded. And we'll start right here where it says, well, can't start there unless you start to, from, from where it started at. To get to the end, you have to start from the beginning to get to the end of anything because you cannot say, I got to the end. When you got in, you cheated and came through the woods and, and zoomed in there on your bike. And your friend had a walkie-talkie telling you, come on in, come on in now. And you just blended in the race. And you had more energy than everybody. And so you outdone everyone. And you won the race because you freshly got in. Hallelujah. You got in at about a thousand yards. Oh, that's right. It finished line. And nobody saw you. Well, this endurance that Paul was talking about, he said that they showed them how to enter into this thing and how it was for them to use faith instead of fear many of us this morning we live in fear and doubt and we just don't believe these scriptures we don't believe that the almighty is going to uh hold fast to his promises and keep that which he has spoken and i want to tell you this morning it's not that he haven't kept his word it's that we 
sometimes don't keep his word. If we don't walk in truth, then you're walking in a lie. And how do you expect to receive what is right when you're living in sin? Because a lie is a sin just as bad as adultery. Adultery, a lie, they all go together, you see? And so when we don't participate in the whole thing, see, that's why he said that if you do this law and you break one, then you're guilty of them all. But the world have it twisted this morning about the law. Hallelujah. The law is love. And it is the strongest part of this law. This is why Paul was telling the Thessalonian people that they should have charity. You know, here it is, an organization that we all are part of. And this is why it is so important that you must assemble yourself and forsake not the assembly of the brethren as you see the day drawing near. You need to be a part of that organization when you call yourself a member. So in order to be a member, there must be some functioning. Let's just let's just use it like this, because I'm trying to make it plain as possible to you, because some folks are hard to understand this thing. So I take it from the parable and I bring it to you the way it really, really is. Let's just say that if this law tells you that you need to be married and you go down there and you get a marriage license and you get married by the priest or, or you get married by uh, the court, however, you have fulfilled the law. If you get caught running red lights and stop signs, then you have broke the law. So see, you fulfilled it all right by breaking it. If you steal your neighbor's lawnmower and lie and spray paint it, and the neighbor is wise because he didn't went out on the bottom of the motor when he changed the oil and took his engraver and engraved a JR in it. And the man said, he had my mo. One day the police have to come because you didn't did something else. You know, I'm using analogies now with people in the world. I'm not saying you. I'm saying people in the world, they do things like this. And two years later, that, uh, uh, that neighbor tells the officers when they come that that's not the only thing he stole. I just don't see it over there. He may have sold it. But that old lawnmower he stole two years ago, he'd be out there cutting the grass on it two years straight. And uh, the police said, well, how you know it's your lawnmower? He said, uh, because he spray painted it. And the police said, well, anybody can spray paint it. He said, no, he said, but mine, under the bottom of it, I chained all one day and I flipped it upside down and I engraved JT in. The police said, I don't, he said, let's go see. So he goes over to the man house 
talks to the man about that lawnmower that's probably sitting out. He don't talk about other stuff. He just talk about one thing. And the man said, oh, yeah, I've had that lawnmower for two, three years. He said, yeah, you can look at it. It was mine. I bought it. The police flip it over and hit it with a, a rag. And there is JT in big letters. This man had broke the law and have lied. So therefore, he was, he knew the law. He was keeping the law, but he was keeping the law by breaking the law. So he was a transgressor of the law. Well, okay, now you that are natural and can realize if the word that was pronounced for you to live here in society and live right, they put this law here, you understand me, in Houston, Texas, and they put police cars and everything out here on the street, you understand me, and man with guns and everything. And any time these people pull you over or whatever happens, for whatever reason they come, they have authority to come in, you understand me, and to demonstrate exactly what they're supposed to be doing. I hear you all this morning, you are a member of this organization, but you're never there. You said, I'm a member of St. Agnes. I'm a member of Yeshua, Hamashiach, faith, or whatever. You can't do it by yourself. The Bible said it's not good that man should be alone, so he gave him a wife. Hallelujah. And some of us, we have transgressed the law in marriage. Hallelujah. Because there are a lot of things that a man is not going to do right when it comes to the law of being married. There's a lot of things the woman is not going to do right when it comes to the law of being married. The word of God tells the husband, husband, love your wife. Straight up. He didn't say put up with your wife. He said to love her. And then I read in Genesis when that since he brought about this evil thing upon the world because it was activated through her, but she carried it. See, sin, I want you to understand this morning, my friend, that sin needs a carrier. As long as sin is hanging out around you and all over there, until you partake of the sin that's around you, hallelujah, it will never be able to get to your house. Hallelujah. I was explaining to Shama, hallelujah. And I know a little poor heart goes out to her little friends and things, you understand me, where she live at and, you know, on and on and on. But I was explaining to her that these type of activities was going on before your little friend was born. Hallelujah. And the question was asked by one of the girl's mother, Sheila, why you don't change? She said, I don't know how to change. That's all I, that's all we know. So when you born into a situation today, and you be just like a chicken, 
some kind of way and wandered over there. An eagle wandered over in the chicken coop. Doggone eagle and fell over in the chicken coop and the chicken, the eagle had been with the chickens now for three months. Can you imagine what he looked like? Let's long, you know, he's just a big chicken to the chickens. But he keep telling the chickens that one day I'm going to fly. One day I'm going to fly away and y'all will see. And so he's out there just flopping and flopping, slapping chickens up and down on the ground. They tell them, man, quit it. It's keeping up too much dust out here, you know. But the chicken kept on. That was the eagle. And one day he found him a straight path. And boy, he flopped and run. And the chickens looked and said, he is what he said he is. We have to change, amen, our way of doing things. You know, if you're going to be in this part of endurance that we're talking about this morning, you're going to have to stop talking about your situation and start talking about the solution. And I and I've been teaching this and I've been living this type of way now for a few months. I decided that maybe if I just stop taking up evil, uh, uh, a negative uh, conversation and then see what that helped, the connotation, the feeling that, you know, it gives me to have to wall with negative words because you charging me up with negativity. You can't be charged with that type of behavior this morning. You got to stop it. Shut it down when you get a call about how bad situations is. It may be bad. They may say they're going to have to take uh, their skull out, skull off, in order to go in to stop the hemorrhaging in the head. Well, good. That's okay. But I want you to have faith to believe this morning that if that's going to give you life, hallelujah, if that's a part of the plan that the Most High has set forth, amen, that's, that's some more endurance because there was a reason you got this thing in your head. I'm going to tell you something. Young peoples, they get the same thing older people get, but it come out of their bodies in ways that they don't understand. And they try and self-diagnose themselves and say, oh, it's this and it's that. But it's not. The Bible tells us, hallelujah, that if you're after this world's good, you're going to worry, you're going to work. And that's why he told us, he's given us a word today and told us, fret not ourselves of evildoers and worry not for tomorrow. He don't want you going to sleep tonight. He's not saying don't plan a trip for tomorrow. You know, uh, uh, all year long you've been planning for this trip and this trip is tomorrow. That's not what he's saying. He's saying he don't want you stressing for tomorrow, worrying about tomorrow, uh, how are you going to prepare for day after tomorrow. That's the kind of tomorrow that this word is telling you about. Hallelujah. And you say things like, you know, God ain't doing nothing for me. He ain't going to, I've heard people talk like this. And I had just given them $20 to just encourage them. I wasn't trying to, I was trying to encourage them and told them that, you know, 
I'm going to give you this token of faith by love. Hallelujah. That your faith would even increase more through the Lord blessing you right now with this $20. See, it could have been $500. And that individual would have still said, God wasn't doing anything. He didn't say it to my face because I would have took my money back. I kind of got agitated to know that I would even give some money to someone that would say something like that. And so with my patience and my endurance, it led me to growth. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. You know, as this thing was going back and forth in my mind, you know, as I was laying there, and like I say, last night, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't troubling me, but it was to the point that everybody, I tell them, I tell my wife, I said, honey, I said, when these people call, you know, our friends or whoever, and they have problems and stuff, you know, take them away from the negative and tell them you understand me, give them Isaiah 43, I call you by name. If they don't want to understand and let you talk about, you see, if I can't change the conversation, you understand me, and bring in on that situation of fixing, or maybe I can't fix it, but I can shine the light like I try and tell a one lady. I said, you know, I have to walk in faith. I said, just like that day when you and I had left from eating a salad, I turned down a few aisles to the shopping strip, and I said, let me go and pick up some money. I hadn't put that money on the ground. But 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 just the thought of me, see, at the time I thought it was there. So the Holy Spirit guided me. So I told her, I said, you know, remember, I said, if 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 you would speak it and believe it and go on about your business as the centurion did, when the centurion told the most high in the son of the living God, he said, Well, I'll come to your house. Jesus told him, I'll come. He said, No. He said, I am not worthy for you to even come around my house because I got some folks I'll be telling what to do and they're going to think that you're a part of me telling you what to do and my you know I just rather not even go through those changes with uh, these these servants of mine because I don't want them to even see it like that but just speak the word and my son live it and that's all it is this morning is that the word you know, he told me that he want me to really impress upon you this morning to tell you that you need to be enduring this morning. Whatever you're going through, if you're suffering, you need to keep enduring, amen, because in your endurance, hallelujah, this morning, it's going to lead you to growth. You see, you look at it and say, it ain't teaching me no growth. Oh, yes, it is, too, because you learn how to deal with it rather than get mad all the time. Shoot, my blood pressure all up around here, all because that dodo back called me. I'm not going to take no more no more they calls. That ain't going to fix the problem because another dodo back going to call you. You need to control yourself today and obey this word. Because if you are a member of his body, I'm speaking of those you all that want to come into this faith arena. Hallelujah. This arena is nothing but faith. It don't consist of you, amen, running nowhere, putting on a boxing glove. You don't have to do nothing in this arena because 
the battle has already been won. Why are you trying to fight for something that's already been granted to you? If you would just be still, hallelujah, and let him fight your battle this morning, no matter what you're going through. Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Talking about enduring. People don't endure. Hallelujah. No one likes pain. Uh, a woman in pregnancy, hallelujah, she can't help but endure. But in that hour of bringing on that life, she can't stop it. He cannot stop it. Hallelujah. And that's the way it is this morning with your endurance. Once you make up your mind this morning that I'm going to be rewarded. Hallelujah. You see, uh, that word uh, uh, rewarded that we're talking about in 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter, 3 to 10. Hallelujah. When that word rich Paul, hallelujah, that the little congregation in the Thessalonians was being persecuted, but they grew stronger in their confidence and in their faith. They loved each other even more. See what I'm talking about? Their suffering brought about a change in their attitude for good. You see? See, that's what I'm talking about this morning. Hallelujah. You may be the only one that's doing this here. But you know, I learned something and I see something working this morning, hallelujah, in everywhere that I go. And it's hallelujah. So when I go into the store or anywhere, hallelujah is my famous word. So hallelujah, cut through all the red tape, hallelujah, about what religion you are, who you're serving, I don't have to explain to my Hindu friends, to my Muslim friends, through amen, my atheist friends, my Christian friends, or whatever your name may be this morning. I don't even have to, the only explanation I've gotten is what is hallelujah. I said hallelujah is the highest praise. And so when I see you, I think about the highest, give you life, he give me life. So it's hallelujah. And the man in the store say hallelujah. And I say hallelujah anyhow. And now they all say hallelujah anyhow. Hallelujah. You see, so I can imagine that these people's change because they had something that was showed them and not just told them. Hallelujah. You got to be a living example this morning of what you're talking about. Let's go on walking and talking, amen, and people love you because you look and sound great. But we need to be an example this morning as Paul and the other disciples was to these people that were in their idolatry just like today in Babylon, just like today in America, right in your city, in your country. Murder. Rappers getting shot down all because another rapper said, I don't want it, I don't like his grind. So his time is up. Many of our singers, Sam Cooke, and many alike, all because they participated and the wrong organization.
they were still in organized crime. Just move up the ladder a little bit, hallelujah, and then you can move out of your situation. But until you move your life away from who you really are and become who he has, amen, determined for you to be, because he did determine the day you were born, hallelujah, because everything he made was good. You see, oh, he made evil too. I know you're not, yeah, he made evil. But you have a choice, my friend. You have a choice. Yeah. The attitude was changed. Hallelujah. Paul goes on to say that he told other churches about them and he used them as much appreciated the example of enduring and faithfulness. Hallelujah. See, I'm trying to show you something this morning that you probably caught up in one of them 22 churches, amen, that's in a 15-mile run. You're probably caught up in one of them organized crime, I mean churches. Mm. Well, maybe it is some crime in that church. Uh, it ain't the perfect church. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get me aside and put up on the gate out there at the church. No perfect folks. So I can imagine because they come up in there for everything and anything. They think that the church house means a, 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 a free high. So they bring the organized crime and sit down and then we give them something to eat and we talk about what you want. But all they really want for today is some gas money and something to get 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 me and my kids to eat and uh we're in your church home man i mean that don't stop us from entreating them and loving on them but i just want to know you know where is your organization of worship and then after they have gotten fat and gotten that they turn around and said yeah my uncle is the pastor and uh, we're from over yonder. And I said, okay. Then they start talking about religion. And so that's why I say this morning, when I did say something, I said one of those churches. See, it's just it's a bigger mess. It's just a bigger mess in some of these religions as it is on the outside because I saw something with my own eyes and I was like, wow. People still like to fight and they wanna bring their fights to the congregation, the church. But Paul had a better way. So I imagine these people were suffering the same way because Excuse me, King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, he said, ain't nothing new under the sun. They was fighting in churches before we even born. That's why they uh, killed Jesus, because the Romans, the Romans couldn't stand him. They, the Romans told him, come on down here and help us get these religious people straight in this country. And then they saw him down there with the wine billers and the poor folks and stuff. And they asked him, said, man, he said, uh, uh, what have you to do with the poor? 
He said, man, the poor gonna be with us always. Yeah, and then he started talking about little children, you know, suffer the little ones, forbid them not, for you shall not. Then he started talking about, except you eat up my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part in me. And then his disciples, now he had more than 12 disciples. So a lot other than the 12 disciples, they walk with him no more. And the Pharisees and Sadducees said, man, that's a hard saying. Hallelujah. They couldn't understand like some this morning listening to me. That's why I'm taking my time and ending this because I want you to know this is just not no message. Some old preacher just wanting to preach. I'm telling you, it worked. You have to try it before you deny it. You understand? And so uh, it was always problem in obedience, looking for an easy way out of your situation this morning. You see, people was looking to the Pharisees and Sadducees also because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they uh, practiced the law. See, it's a different thing in practicing the law and educating yourself and becoming a scholar and all that. But if you don't put it into practice, then, you know, your name don't change. You still uh, be called a professor, uh, a possessor or something. Because why? You have that title given to you for your educational purpose, reason. So now you become a teacher. So they had all kinds of set of these and, 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 and all types of disciples and all types of teachers and all types of uh, psychics and astrology. You know, I'm trying to let you see that the same thing that was going on now, because I know some, you know, I know you're trying to understand the message this morning and all the others that I preach, but I want you to understand this morning that if you have endured up to this point, maybe in your marriage or maybe with your children, I mean, I have a lot of them, hallelujah. And not all of them do the right thing, but I cannot wear them on my heart. You know, I have to trust the one that has the scars. Somebody already been scarred and marred and killed and all that stuff. You know, if I put my trust on a man that went to the grave, went to hell and came from hell, then I certainly not gonna live my life hell with bound. So if there any other way that I can learn not to go to this place that he went to, and that he preached to them that were disobedient in the days of Noah, who didn't obey Noah, but they went to hell. You understand? Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham, and the rich man went to hell. And the, he described that in hell, it was anguish heat. And he wanted Lazarus to bring a drip of water on his finger just to cool this. And then he thought about his ways was still selfish. He said, well, Send Lazarus to my five brothers. And Abraham said, nope. If they don't hear the apostle, if they don't hear Paul, if they don't hear Green, if they don't hear Anderson, if they don't hear Fred, they don't hear Mr. Price and all the rest of these teachers, then they certainly won't believe a man from the dead. So I bring you the same message, that in your endurance, 
and your suffering is going to produce your faith today. It's going to make you love more because now you're going to look beyond the fault and you're going to see their need, that they need peace. And being that you have this peace to give them, you allow their anger to turn you out like them. When all you have to do is listen for a minute. People want to talk to someone like you. And you wind up being hurt because you tell someone else. Then the individual come back and said, I wouldn't have never told you if I'd have known you was going to tell your mama. See, they come to you and they hurt you because you told your mother. But they can find in you because they see you walking in peace. And that's what Paul was doing. with the Thessalonian people. So it's coming to a close. Your endurance shall be rewarded. Paul's go on to say that he told other churches about them and used them as much apparent appreciated example of endurance and faith Hallelujah. It says, our local churches need to encourage each other in the same manner and grow in faith. As a result, Paul showed us that we are not alone in our suffering. God can use our suffering as a means to show his justice. He does this by punishing the persecutor and providing rest to the persecuted. You see, our great God, our God this morning, he's just, he's a just God. And he will be on the side of those who follow him. At times, his divine justice may be delayed, but our God is always on time. He sometimes brings about this justice through his servants, the angels, with swords of flaming fire on those who trouble us. Angels are often portrayed in the Bible as God's servants. You see that over in the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, uh -huh, the 14th verse, how that uh, 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 God has servants to stand for you this morning. We have to reason. I mean, we have no reason to worry because God always wins in the end. You see, God, retribution, a vengeance is taken on those who do not know him or believe his good news. Hallelujah. The persecutor will be cut off from the presence of the Almighty. You see, my friend, when Jesus come again, they will be sentenced to everlasting destruction while his children who were set apart for him will give him praise and glory. That will be weeping in one camp and rejoicing in the other. When Yeshua comes, hallelujah. And then it says that I should ask the class in which camp will they be? 
Which camp will you be this morning? Hallelujah. Those who will praise our Lord Jesus when he comes will be those who believe the gospel that the apostle Paul and hallelujah, Billy Graham and all the other preachers. You see, I don't want you to stereotype no preacher. I don't care what he do, how, what, uh, the Pope and nothing. I don't want you to stereotype and talk about what they did. I'm talking about what you do this morning, hallelujah. I'm talking about will you forsake your own sin, hallelujah, and stop looking at the sins of those that are living in sin this morning, hallelujah. This message is for you this morning because I'm walking in this. I believe it. Hallelujah. I believe it. I read it over and over and over, and it's working for me. You know, some, some, I've had a few people just tell me, say, you just strong like that. No, it's not that I'm strong. It's just that I don't have nothing else to hold on to, to encourage me. I don't have friends like you have that encourages you. Hallelujah. The only encouragement I get is when I go, amen, to the sheepfold and I'm there with the rest of my body. That is the body of Christ, the body of Yeshua, the body of Jesus. When we can come together and corner when we have corner together, when we, amen, rejoicing and testimony service of how I got over, not all that stuff about last year when i went through the storm the storm blew me away but god caught me in the sky it could be true but you ought to have another testimony today hallelujah this is a new year what has he done so these people were testimonies that paul would carry about as he went hallelujah and then he got on down and told them that for your trials and tribulations Hallelujah. You keep on praising him. And when he comes, hallelujah, you that believe the gospel that these men preached, that you're listening to this morning. I'm preaching what Paul preached this morning. Whatever worked for the Thessalonian peoples, it'll work for our peoples this morning. God is calling the nation Israel to himself. He said in Revelation 3, 9 and Revelation 2, 9, I know them that call themselves Jews. They are the synagogue of Satan. And I want you to know that if the Bible said it, it is true. I don't have to sit here and preach and tell you who is and who isn't. You need to know this morning, are you? walking in a plan of salvation. Paul has told them, don't be trying to get even with nobody. He will get even for you. You see, the apostle Paul, he, he expressed two major concerns in his prayer for these Christians. First, that God would make them worthy of the calling to which he has called them. Second, that God would honor their good intentions provoked by their faith. See, you got to do the same thing. You need to be provoked 
this morning. If you will be provoked this morning that you have heard the truth and you take this thing by faith, hallelujah. Too much echo, but there. If you will be provoked this morning and do just like the Thessalonian peoples did, they didn't ask him how it was going to work how long it's going to take, they begin to love one another. They begin to do that which was right in the sight of the apostle before God. We have no time left to be reasoning who was right. First thing we want to do is call the police. I see so many situations. I told a lady, I said, don't call the police on your daughter. Uh, they all want to call the police and let the police police their affairs with their own loved one and don't realize they ain't thinking that, oh yeah, your problem going to go away for a minute, maybe a day or three, but at the same time, what lifestyle are you giving your child over to by giving them over to the popo? You know, Sometimes they need the law called on them and picked up. Maybe that'll keep them for a minute to keep them from killing themselves or somebody else until they can get themselves together. Hallelujah. Because they got some real spirits out here in this world this morning. Glory to God. And there is a reason why you need to know how to walk in this teaching today. That you endure the right thing. I don't want you enduring any kind of serpent. Somebody come over there and steal yourself. And oh yeah, I'm, I'm just enduring. No, 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 no. No one takes nothing from me. And I don't go and wave a gun in their face. I don't go over there and take it back. You know, I see a guy up the street that took my my reflector cones I used to have out there behind one of my big work vans. And he took it and took it down to his house and put it out there around his car. And I didn't take it back. I left it sitting there. And I saw it the other day. Now this maybe about two, three years. Uh, yeah, this been that long. I started stopping and take my comb back. But I said, I said, you know what? If he had it that long as his, but he he stole it. And I know he had reached, he had reaped much, much punishment to pass my house up and see that he took it and it ain't hurt me. You see, I endured the suffering of seeing him with my stuff and not went down there and just took it back. I don't need to ask him for it. I just need to just take my three cones. And just, I started walk down there and take them to show them that, you know, it didn't mean nothing. But the Lord spoke to me in the beginning of that and said, you don't know what reason he did it for. He may want something. He may feel like he might want to kill me so he can run on or whatever. People do a lot of things. So I left that alone as he told me to. Lord told me, don't worry about it. But to see it just the other day, Again, I thought he took he had took him out of my sight. But then I see it behind a van, and I almost was to take it back. But since I'm walking in obedience and I'm enduring all this suffering, you understand that I'm growing. I have faith, I have hope, I have charity, and I have much love for these people. Because why? Because 
they are changing. They are changing. All my neighbors around me, this neighbor here, he stayed two blocks away that stole the cones. So I don't have to see him every day anyhow. But I'm mad if I had to see him every day, I would have brought it to his face and told him. Because, you know, if we're going to be neighbors, you know, let's hold fast to neighbor. You know, one neighbor come around one day and said, if you see my total neighbor across the street to tell me, if I see her daughter next door to let her know. And I was praying that father bring her baby back home to her. And I told her, don't call the police. She said, well, she took $2,000 and she wrecked my car. I said, well, it ain't going to get your money back. Neither will it get your car back. Put your arms around your daughter. Tell, your bro tell her brother to put his arms around his sister. And she said, Apostle, she would not hug her brother. Okay? That means there's some beef there. Something is wrong. And I ain't had a chance to talk to her and tell her, you know, what you do is talk to your son and ask your son, for what reason your sister won't put her arms around you and then look him in his eyes and see. Because sometimes some of these brothers and sisters have been violated one by another. And I'm not saying that they've been sexually uh, touched. That, that That's not what come to my mind. I know how, how girls are. And her brother may have pushed her down one day and she never forgave him for it. We don't know. But the mother need to get to the bottom of this, you see. And that's what this word is about this morning. Hallelujah. It talks about how that Paul, how he prayed, amen. The second time that God would honor their good intentions, provoked by their faith, which would show up in their powerful good deed, that when others looked at them, they would give honor to who? The Lord, the sure Jesus, because of them, and that they in turn would be rewarded, recognized by Him. Hallelujah. And it works. This works for us. My wife and I, wherever we go to, whatever we need, God honors us, and things always come down. Even our utility bills were a surprise. You see, they came down. When one of them used to eat up what all of them cost, you see. So we started looking to him to retrofit our lives according to this word. Now, according to this word, the work that he's doing in our life today, not only in my life, but many other people's lives, I see that is older than I am. Hallelujah. Older than you. I can start, amen, from my mother. And I can testify that she's been over cancer now for 40 years, probably. Probably 40 years. Or 30, 38 years. And then my auntie, she shouted last week and said, the doctor called and said, I'm cancer-free. Then my uncle, uh, 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 he's cancer-free. You see? You got to start counseling all these things, put some counseling on them and then counsel them. If they don't fit the script this morning, you need to counsel that thing, hallelujah, so that you will be able to know that uh, he's got a plan for your life. Because he got a plan for you. All you have to do 
is believe this morning that you are part of the plan. If you could believe this morning that you are part of God's plan, hallelujah, then you can change the game. So you got to be a game changer this morning. If you can't change the game that you're in, the game is going to change you. Hallelujah. Because if you're playing game, if you're playing ball this morning, amen, with the Celtics, I wonder you, boy, and you keep running up there on the floor out there and they take the ball from you, your game has been changed. In order to continue to be on that team, you're going to have to practice on holding on to that ball. Hallelujah. If you're running that ball and that ball keeps slipping, he throw it right in your hand, hey, you're going to have to put some, do something because your game going to change. It's either going to change for the better or for the worse. And this morning, Paul is leaving on record with you today. Hallelujah. That your game can change and you can walk in this faithfulness that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Your faith this morning, when it shows up, it's going to show up in powerful good deeds. Hallelujah. Paul said that when others look at them, they would give honor to the Most High because of them and that they in turn would be rewarded and recognized by him. You see, he said, if we remain as faithful Christians, we will always be rewarded. Even if we go through difficult times, you see, it might be hard for us right now, but out, but out, but our Lord, Jesus does not leave us without hope. See, my friend, enduring times of suffering is possible only because our Lord, hallelujah, he showers his grace upon us this morning. You see, the Christian in Thessalonians, amen, they certainly experienced this and have set us a good example to follow. You see, amen, this lesson this morning is an example to us, hallelujah. You see, enduring and suffering this morning, it leads to increased growth in faith and in love. Hallelujah. In conclusion, the lesson this morning, as Christians, we must remember that we are never forgotten by God. And our most difficult times, our God is still with us. We will see our reward even as we know that we can show the world how to endure by putting our faith in Yeshua, in Jesus to Christ. It is he who must be honored by believing the good news. We have committed ourselves to the power of the gospel and to the following of our Lord, Yeshua, faithfully to the very end. Hallelujah. It should leave clear thought that it's worth in doing suffering, my brothers and sisters. If you suffer this morning in the name of Christ, Yeshua, Jesus, he does not give up on us. We will always receive the reward if we endure. Those who trouble us will also get their reward. This will happen because of our God. Hallelujah. Yah is a just God and loves his children, giving them the courage to endure suffering for him. This increased our confidence and our faith and love toward him.
That has been the lesson for March the 31st. Hallelujah. And our next week lesson, uh, we're going to anticipate our next lesson. We're going to learn about importance of a man, eminences of our Lord return for us. We also learned that before that happened, the wicked one will be revealed. We will be encouraged to be ready for his coming for our deliverance. Hallelujah. So I want you to keep the faith today. I want you to practice. Number one, those who do not know the Lord should be able to spot children of God by our love for one another. Second Thessalonians 1, first chapter, uh, first verse to the third verse. Number two, I want you the people to notice when we hold fast to our faith in the midst of hard times. Verse 4, 5 of Second Thessalonians, uh, first chapter, fourth verse, and fifth. You know, the whole thing here, amen. And third, amen, a practical, practical point I want you to do is to know that the law will vindicate his own, verse six and seven. Number four, peoples who do not know the Almighty will not be able to escape his vengeance, verse eight. Number five, failure to acknowledge Yeshua, Jesus as Lord will result in eternal punishment, verse 19. And last but not least, our heart's desire should be to glorify God and everything that we do, verse 11 and 12. And that has been the end of March the 31st lesson. Even though you know this book goes on and on through all of those lessons for the, just March the 31st. So that's what I do, my brothers and sisters. I sit here and uh, I peep into that word so that I can, uh, uh, and, and I found out that the Sunday school is very, 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 very strong. It's a strong thing to lead us back to uh, reading the word of God. And we need to read the word of God. See, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want you to know this morning that you have heard the gospel. Hallelujah. Stay tuned tomorrow. Hallelujah. If the Most High would grant us uh, uh, the petition to be here uh, upon tomorrow, tomorrow. See, that's why he said, uh, 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 worry not for tomorrow, because tomorrow it has enough problems of its own. And we can all attest to that, uh, it do. So, amen, uh, on tomorrow for April 14th, uh, which is coming up, wait a minute, hold up. Where am I at? Anyhow, I believe it's a growing resolve. Second um, Thessalonians, second chapter, to the 13th verse, and second uh, Thessalonians 3 and 5. So if you would look at that, and uh, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what we have there. It's just a, um, it's a way to prepare you. It's a way to prepare you for the lesson that will be taught.
No, lesson that will become will be a growing awareness for April the 7th because, you know, we, we're Sunday behind and that's why I'm trying so hard to get caught up with this lesson because when Paul was talking to the Thessalonian people, uh, uh, he did, a, you know, it was very, very powerful. And so I felt like that if it gave me another outlook on how to resolve issues in my life is uh, to have a solution. You know, I listen to people, you know, and I listen to them and then I come up with the solution. You know, let us speak positive over the matter and let us see it as done and walk in faith and believe with them. And then that way, it'll change the vocabulary, it'll change the language, it'll, it'll remove the big elephant out of the room. So you all stay tuned, keep in mind that he's real and that he wants to work a work in you. Hallelujah. Lord, do it. Oh, yeah. 
You went to the graveyard one day and told a dead man.